to be in church this morning, praise God. I'm going to keep you too long, but I, I, want to, I want to share something this morning. I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit in the church. You know, today you can listen to a lot of preachers, but I'm starting to notice it's getting very, very slim about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not mentioned a lot anymore, and it seems like we're just getting more into a, a program set church. You know, I'm talking about the body of Christ in general. Well, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have games, and we'll have programs, and we'll have, and that kind of takes the place of the whole, it don't. Something caught my mind, if you want to turn there to Acts chapter uh, 1, verse 8 real quick. The Holy Spirit was essential to empower the church, right? And the church is me and you, all right? I'm not talking about this building, but the Holy Spirit was there to minister God's power. And I started le listening a lot and I started learning a lot about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not to be neglected. Because where there's no Holy Spirit, it's not God's church. You hear, understand what I'm saying? God has brought His Holy Spirit into the church to comfort us. To strengthen us. To help us lead godly lives. To be overcomers, Right? One thing the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is identified in chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said it like this. He said, don't do anything before you be endured or overtaken. Come on, somebody. By the power. Let me read it to you. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. I didn't even turn there yet. God is good, amen. amen. I want to challenge you this morning to have your ears open. Because if you're going to have victory as a Christian, you have to have the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? And, I, and I'm going to share something which I feel in my spirit, okay? The Holy Spirit is there to activate the mind of God. Does that make sense to you? It's to operate according to God's will. And, and, and word. It's never going to do anything contrary or tell you to do anything contrary to the, to the word. It'll give you directions and empower you, my, I feel the Holy Ghost, on how to live for God. Somebody say amen? amen. Yes. It gives you an answer from the Spirit of God. It's, it's always going to teach the right way. I made up my mind a while back, and you heard me say, God's Word is settled. In other words, if, if, if anything comes against that Word, it ain't God. Right? If, it, if, it, if, it, if, it's, if it's a teaching or a preacher or, or whatever says something contrary to what the Bible says, somebody's lying and it ain't the Holy Ghost. Why don't we follow the Bible anymore in a modern church? Because you know why? Because it, it, it demands too much of a change. You get what I'm saying? You understand? The Holy Ghost demands a change. If you're a Christian and there's no change, I doubt you made it right with God. Now, I'm not judging people. Seriously. You can see. My God, I feel it. Praise God. You can see the Holy Spirit working in a believer. You can see the desire for God. The passion to worship. The passion to want to go to church. The passion to want to read the Bible and hear God's word. It says here in Acts chapter 1. I want to start in, I just want to read verse 8 real quick. 
Jesus is ascending up into heaven, but he gives, he's given his disciples instruction. Now, the book of Acts, they call it the Acts of the Apostles. But I, I kind of think they should change the name, the Acts of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I think it should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Not just me, okay? When you look at what the, the book of Acts is teaching, is the beginning of the church. It's the beginning of the power of God operating in a believer. So he says here in verse 8, and he makes it very clear. Jesus is talking here, okay? But you shall receive what? Power. power. Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now watch. What is that power for? To be a testimony and a witness to Jesus. Can I just tell people? There has to be a, an evidence of the power of God in your life. You see, we, 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 today the church has fabricated a new spirit. It ain't the spirit of God. They made a new Holy Ghost. It ain't the Holy Ghost of the Bible. The Holy Spirit is very easily grieved. He's very, listen, he's not gonna, it's not going to be easy to follow the world and follow God. Come on, Holy Ghost. Hey, listen. If you think you can live in this world and please God, I mean, talk about the system. I'm talking about the world system, not, not, not the planet. <laughs> if you think you can live in this world and please God, you got another thing coming. The Holy Spirit is going to separate you from the world. It's going to pull you aside because the world is singing another song while you're supposed to be singing Amazing Grace, right? While the world is singing who's sleeping with who and who's driving somebody's pickup truck or who's uh, running around with who, God is saying, draw near unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. The song that came to my mind he read today when I was just, oh, draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord. And I'll run after you. What a powerful song. Because we need to get drawn to the Lord. And the only way you can do that is through the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. He goes on and he makes it very clear. You want to be a witness, you got to have the Holy Spirit. you got to seek the Holy Spirit. People say, well, I felt the Holy Ghost. I, I felt goosebumps. The Holy Ghost is not goosebumps. Come on, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I felt a chill down my spine. That's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the character of God. You hear what I'm saying? The nature and the holiness of God. My Lord, I feel like preaching. So, but Brother Landon, don't preach too hard. Let me tell you something. If you're going to make things right with God, you have to follow what the Holy Spirit does and empower yourself. Let the Holy Spirit empower you to live for the Lord. Why is the Holy Ghost not preached in the modern church? I'm going to give you the one number one reason. Because it demands too much of you. It demands too much change. When the Holy Spirit is, is seen in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of the world. But Belen, I don't know if I want to go that far. I'll be glad just coming to church. You ain't gonna, you, listen, God demands us that we walk in the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit. Jesus said, you're not going to do anything unless you be empowered with the Holy Ghost, right? Acts chapter 2. And verse, verse 1, the day of Pentecost. Can I share some, a song with you? 
I'm not beloved. I, I wrote this song years ago, okay? And, and I, I was at my, my office in Lafayette, and it took me a couple of days to get all the verses for it because God wanted it right, okay? And I get my things ready. <laughs> and God, God wants us to, to come into his presence. Amen? I get to out of tune. Oh, my no. <laughs> I know something wrong. How many want to worship God this morning? Amen. And the day of Pentecost came upon, the Spirit of God fell. This was the birth of the church, the beginning of the church. And the Holy Ghost came down and fire came, sat upon us. And you know what? They all began to speak in tongues. Right? Peter preached that day. Thousands got saved. What Peter had to do, he had to wait for the Holy Ghost. Right? He had to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit before he could speak one word. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, come upon me, Holy Ghost fire, fill me up higher and higher. Come upon me, Holy Ghost fire, on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one accord. Spirit of God came down and filled the house where they were. They all spake with tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance everyone for miles around saw when that fire came down. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, come up on me, Holy Ghost fire. Fill me up higher and higher. Yes, Lord, come on now. Conviction fell all around. They said, what must we do? He said, repent, every one of you. Be baptized in his name. And fill with that Holy Ghost flame. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. Come up on me, Holy Ghost fire. Fill me up higher and higher. Amen. God is good. You know, I sing that. <laughs> I sing that because that's where we need to be. Amen? Where the presence of God fills the church. Where the presence of God is manifested. Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm telling you something. I've been having something happen. I'm going to tell you what, what happened to me yesterday. But for the sake of the manifestation of God's spirit in the church. The light of God's spirit in the church. The life of God's spirit in the church. Listen, people go to church, well, I'm just going to church today. And, and, you know, and, and there's no expectation. 
of the present. To see God do something. We've lost the desire to see God move. We've got comfortable just being church people and church uh, pew warmers. And we haven't got that. We lost that desire for God. Come on, somebody. He wants us to come back to the beginning where his fire came down, Yvette, where the power of God fell upon the church. Let me read this to you. If this don't start you up this morning, well, praise God, I hope you get right. <laughs> come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Chapter 2, verse 3. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, what happened? It was all with one accord and one place. You see, a church that is divided, God won't move. Come on. That's why Satan keeps so, so much scandals in the church. He divides people. The blacks are sitting on this side. The whites are sitting on this side. This, this group is sitting on this side. No, we're not blacks and whites and Hispanics. We're, 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 we're human beings, man. We're, we're people of God. One flesh, one spirit, one body. Satan likes to divide the church. But no, it has to be in unity. See, I thank God right now. And I'm not saying we're going to be child. Right now, this church is as about as unified as I ever saw it. Because people love each other. People want to grow together. They want to, they want to grow in the spirit. They want to learn the ways of the Lord. But he said, there were one mind and one accord. You can't have 15 doctrines in the church. You've got to have one doctrine. Right? Can't have 15 beliefs in the church. You've got to have one belief. The Bible says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you believe any other, any other way and you want to keep it, well, you're not going to be able to operate in this church. Because Jesus said he is the way. We have to believe he is the way. Right? He is the only way. The blood of Jesus is the only thing that can cleanse sin. Could make a heart right. My God. Could make a life change. Praise God. It's the blood of Jesus. Somebody say it's the blood of Jesus. That's the only hope man has is the blood of Jesus. Somebody comes to you and says, you think you got the only way? Yes. <laughs> Come on. My Bible says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but through me. It's not through Mary. It's not through none of the saints. It's not through a denomination. It's through one way. His name is Jesus. Right? I was hearing a very famous lady say the other day, and you probably know if I say her name. She says, well, there's many avenues to the same God. I said, no, there ain't no way. How do we? There's only one way. Uh, listen, people are getting to the point. And says, well, can, 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 uh, can the Muslims be saved? Yeah, they come to Jesus. Come on, can the Catholics be saved? Yeah, they come to Jesus. Come on, can the Buddhists be saved? Yeah, they come to Jesus. They got to turn away from that old way, praise God, because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. And he says, in the day of Pentecost, had fully come, there were one mind and one accord in one place, and suddenly, somebody says, suddenly, immediately, right away, what happened? A mighty Russian wind came through and just blew through that place. You imagine that? Man, what if the windows would bust out and wind would come flying through here? What would you think? I'm getting out of here, man. This ain't for me. No, you gotta stay. <laughs> you gotta stay. The wind of God. 
You know, I, I like, bio, I like uh, revival history. If you ever studied the Azusa Street revivals back in the early 1800s, oh, no, 1900s, about 1918, 16, somewhere around there. Uh, listen, they had, they had revival there for years. Listen, the fire, the, 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 the fire trucks were coming because they thought the buildings were on fire. <laughs> fire was coming out the window. When it came, there was no fire. <laughs> Shooting through the roof. <laughs> there was something happening, man. People wanted to touch God. They wanted to, they wanted to, to experience the power of God. And he says, suddenly, where was that? <laughs> the wind. Yeah. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. My Lord, think about that. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Nobody could get away from it. Anybody was in building felt it come on holy ghost <laughs> when the spirit of god's gonna fall and go to homes if you hear you're gonna feel it hallelujah praise god there ain't nobody gonna get away from it my lord i, I, I feel like an old pentecostal preacher man hallelujah. you're gonna feel you you're gonna be affected you're gonna feel it come on you either take it accept it or you or go <laughs> it ain't gonna happen you won't be able to stand without accepting what the Holy Spirit has. You hear what I'm saying? The wind came in and rushed through that place, man. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know about you. I want some good old Holy Ghost wind. Praise God. I don't know about you. I don't care what's going on in that world right now. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. I want to know that I'm touching God. I want to know that the Holy Ghost is in my life. Praise. I don't care what, who's going to win for president. I want to know about the president in heaven. I, 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 I voted for somebody almost 40 years ago, and I never lost my vote yet. <laughs> His name is Jesus. I need the wind of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. I need the wind of the Spirit. You need the wind of the Spirit. You need to let the wind come in, oh, my God, and just touch your life and, and pick you off your feet. Blow through you. Let your hair fly in the wind. Let, 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 it, let it blow through you. Come on, Jesus. I feel it, man. I don't know about you, praise God. I need some good old Holy Ghost wind, hallelujah. I need some good old Holy Ghost power. I need, listen, it changes my life when I get in touch with God. When I feel the wind of the Lord coming in my life, I can feel the presence of God, the knowledge, the peace of God. It's the only way to get what you're looking for. Come on now. You have to get in the wind. Come on. I said, you got to get in the wind, Lord. <laughs> you got to get in the wind. My God. Oh. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> oh, I might. <laughs> then there appeared unto them diverse tongues. Diversity of. What was happening right here? The Holy Ghost had fell. And they all began to speak with tongues. And what it was, they had all kind of. In, in, in Israel at that time, Jerusalem. They had all kind of different nationalities. They had all different kind of languages. And God started filling these disciples. And they were, they were hearing, the people of the other languages were hearing them preaching their own language. Never learning it. Could you imagine that? You ever sat in a room full of people talking at the same time? Could you make anything out? You ever, you ever heard that? You ever got in a room? Uh, you know, just, that's all you hear. But they heard them speak in their own language. 
hundreds of them, thousands of them. The glory of God fell. And the word of God went out. That God was speaking to the people. And he said this, and he had all the diverse sites of tongues. Or, and he says, as a fire. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now we got fire. We had wind. Now we got fire. What does fire do when wind comes? It spreads. You ever saw that? That's why they during the, uh, during the uh, fire seasons in California and all these places, they don't want no wind, Lord. <laughs> wind spreads it, the fire. It fuels the fire. But in the Holy Ghost, you need it to fuel your fire. You need to get the fuel going, man. You got to get the wind going. Get the fire moving. Whew. We need the Holy Ghost. I said we need wind and fire. We need the power of God to come into our lives and burn in us. Come on, somebody. So many people are letting depression and discouragement defeat them. And, and you know what? Satan likes that because you, you can't hear God when you're worried all the time and you're full of anxiety and frustrated. You can't hear from the Lord. You got your worries on everything else. But when you get in touch with Jesus and say in your heart, I'm putting everything in your hands, Lord. I'm trusting in the power of the Holy Ghost to give me victory in whatever I'm going through. You'll get an answer. Come on, Jesus. I said, you'll get an answer. Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, listen, the devil hates this when you get a hold of the Holy Ghost. He hates it when the Holy Ghost is empowering you in your life and giving you victory. You ever got confused and didn't know where to turn? When you heard that small, still voice and said, Lanny, this is what I want you to do. And watch, I've had it happen so many times. The confidence, the assurance. Now I felt like I could overcome because of the power of the Holy Spirit giving me the victory. He's giving me the answer, the comfort that I need. The problem with the church today is that we've lost courage in the Holy Ghost. We've lost faith in the Holy Ghost. We've lost dependency upon the Holy Ghost. You're not going to make it without it. Can I just be a common Christian and just come to church? That's your business. That's what you want, but that's not what I want. Because I know when it's going to happen, when Christ is going to come back, He's going to look for those lamps that, ain't, that are full, not for the ones that are not full. The Bible says about the ten virgins, Five were fool, five were wise, five were foolish. The five wise took all in their lamps, which represented the Holy Spirit. Uh, the five didn't put no all in their lamps. And when the bridegroom came, Sister Yvette, because you, you played that song, when the bridegroom came, those that didn't have any oil were busy trying to find God some other way. They were going to buy oil for themselves. When he came, they were left behind. I said, when he came, because they had no oil in their lamps. They had no Holy Ghost to back up their faith. They had no Holy Ghost to walk for God. Come on, somebody. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is what's going to set you free. Amen? 
But they all came in one mind, one accord. They were, the Holy Spirit fell. And one sat, and it sat upon each of them like a fire, upon each of them. And they were all, some, a few, all filled with the Holy Spirit in an instant. One moment, it fell. The Holy Ghost came down. And it made it very clear that if without that power, there would have been no victory, there would be no church. It gets me so angry when I could hear preachers say, oh, that was for back then. We don't need the Holy Ghost today. If we needed it then, more so we need it now. A church that is powerless is not God's church. A church that has no power of the Spirit in it is not God's church. This church is going to make it. It has to be on the power of the Holy Spirit. Because there's a lot of demons outside that door. And they want this church shut down. Believe me, I know. But God had kept it alive for a reason. Because he kept it here because that was his plan, not mine. And he planned through the Holy Spirit to let souls be saved. People get filled with the Spirit and walk in victory. Bodies to be healed. That's what the Holy Ghost is good at. Hmm? They were all filled. I had a little fellow I knew. He was a little minister. And when I talk about the Holy Spirit, he's shy away. He's like he was scared of it. He said, I kind of feel that he was scared the Holy Ghost might make him do something stupid, like jump on the floor or something. That's not what the Holy Spirit's about. Let me tell you the truth. <laughs> me and Boogie went to church one day. And look, people said, well, and, and listen, look, I'm telling you, bro. I got in there. And we was walking up, to, Boogie had a friend there. And all our, the lights were all off. I was hearing, oh, oh. I said, Lord, what we got ourselves into? <laughs> I said, man, it's, it, I don't know what, I guess they were getting groaning and cannot be utterance or something like that. Amen. The scripture said that. But man, they were groaning and howling, man. And when they put the lights on, I said, well, we're going to see what's going to happen. Now, let me tell you something. If, it, if, if, if just because somebody shakes and spits and jumps, that don't mean it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and listen, I was looking. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm not lying to you. They had some ladies. There were two big ladies. And they had a little girl. A little, a little girl. So she's about 15. And they were jerking that little lady, man. I said, they're going to pull her apart. And they would take their hair and they would swing it like this, man. And I mean, they had long hair and they were swinging it. And, and, and it said they were shaking some demons off. I said, they must have had a lot of them, hallelujah, because they were really shaking. Listen, there was this, and I said, Lord God. And you know what? I'm not lying to you. The pastor said, y'all can worship God like y'all want, just so you don't take your clothes off. I said, Lord, get that back. <laughs> I he was there. I said, man, <laughs> flesh, man, that ain't nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. I don't see that in the Bible. He never went back. Never went back. <laughs> I said, you know what it was? It was not well, it was flesh, but they thought that's what was pleasing God. And they, th they, they figured that, was the, that wasn't the Holy Ghost. I don't see that in the Bible. 
I've done read through the book of Acts many times. I've never seen where women shake their hair and pulling each other. And, 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 and I never saw that. <laughs> I said, Lord, you talk about getting to some scans, some imitation, Holy Spirit. That's what it was, really. They got people that, you know, the last few years back, it was a laughing revival. You remember that? Oh, man, everybody would start laughing. <laughs> they were going at it, man. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it was, let me tell you something. If I'm around somebody that's going to laugh, I'm going to laugh too. Right? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you should have saw that, that stuff. I said, they call that the Holy Ghost. No, it was not the Holy Ghost. It was a fad. It died away. Yeah. Come on. Well, years ago, I'm just giving you stories that I heard and I saw. They had what they call soaking in the spirit. Now, what you, what you call soaking in the spirit and what they were calling soaking, it was two different names. You know what it was? they go to church and fall asleep. They, they, they call that soaking in the spirit. No, you're not soaking in the spirit. You, you, you sleep. <laughs> wake up. Hold down that sleep is. <laughs> Jesus had to wake up his disciples. On the day he was, he was arrested, they were all sleeping. <laughs> Can you not watch for one hour? You remember that story in the Bible? Couldn't you, couldn't you keep, listen, I'm, facing, I'm fixing to go to the cross and you're all sleeping. Listen, <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd have been there and somebody had been snowing, <laughs> they'd have to get me out of church. <laughs> no. <laughs> soaking? No, you're you sleeping. <laughs> no, I'm soaking. No, you're sleeping. I'm soaking. No, you're sleeping. Soaking. No. But so many fads that come around and call it the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't. Nothing to do with the Holy Ghost. And it all dies away. And it goes for a little while, and it's gone. All we can do is talk about it. What, did it, what difference did it make in the church? Nothing. The Holy Spirit is the only difference. When I read the book of Acts and I find out how the Holy Spirit operated, it was nothing to what I'm seeing today. Nothing. I started weighing out a lot of stuff. Seriously, y'all. Coming up, we were all beginning the charismatic movement. And what that was, it was that, you know, playing in the Spirit and, and, and you know, teaching. I used to get, and I learned, I said, this doesn't sound right. Preachers were praying on, uh, on people and they, and they said, listen. When you pray in tongues, do this. Ali la ba ba la 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 la. I said, since when a man can teach you how to talk in tongues? How in the world, you know, all you're doing is imitating him. And I thought about that over and over again. I said, that don't make any sense. When the Holy Spirit's going to come on you, the Spirit pray it, right? I remember one old dear old man. I was preaching on the tent for him, and he was doing that. I said, Say this, oh, la, la, ba, ba, la, la, ba, 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 ba. I mean, I don't want to know what you're drinking, hallelujah, praise God, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> but to, to, you can't teach someone how to speak in tongues. It's the gift from the Lord. I love it. I, you know, I, I believe in talking and speaking in tongues. But you can't, you can't fabricate it and, 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 and what you call it, uh, uh, commercialize it and gimmick it. It's something that comes from the Lord, right? 
And that's the problem. The church has got into gimmicks. Now, turn with me to John chapter... Uh, no, I'm going to keep it too much. i got so much stuff. I'm going to stop, though, sir. But I believe that... Uh, I want to I share this with you this morning. Uh, John chapter uh, 14. Turn with me to John chapter 14. What did Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? Verse 15, chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus made it very clear what the Holy Spirit was for, okay? First of all, you have to be obedient to receive the Holy Spirit, right? He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And you heard me say already, those commandments are not ten opinions. They're not what God thinks you should do. As thus said the Lord. Right? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of any likeness of anything. And you go on all the way through the Ten Commandments. Those were, the, the commandments of God were the character of God. It's what he saw sin. And he revealed sin to man through his commandments. See? Man's hearts were wicked. So God set his law and his commandments to show you what sin was. And and I think about how important is the blood of Jesus because without that blood, you, you, you ain't got a chance. Because the blood of Jesus and the cross is what justifies your life with God. Does that make sense to you? I mean, he, he's a lawyer. He's a mediator. So he goes to God for you. So when you sin, you could go to the Father and ask forgiveness. And because of the blood of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. But in the Old Testament, if you was an adulterer, it stoned you. If you were an idolater, it'd kill you. There was no hope outside. You know what I'm saying? In other words, if you do these things like, like we take for granted today, you were dead. But because of the blood of Jesus, because of what he did at Calvary, we can go to the Father now, and he'll forgive us whatever. Every sin you've ever committed from the time you were born till now could be washed away. Oh, but then I've done some bad things. I don't care what it is. According to the word of God, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all right. Let me tell you, who, who wrote that? The Father wrote that. The Holy Ghost wrote that. Come on. Because God had to make a way for your sins, your, your soul. He had to make an atonement through the Holy Spirit, right? And Jesus said, I'm going away. I'm going to go meet the Father. But I'm going to send somebody else to comfort you. How many of you have been through some dark times in your life? And you didn't know where to turn? Doesn't it feel great when the Spirit of God comes and covers you? Man, I love to feel the presence of God. When I'm going through something stressful and hard, and to hear God say, Son, I've got it. Trust me. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost saying it. My son, 
trust me. My son, trust me. My daughter, trust me. Put your faith in me. The Holy Spirit wrote that. Right? He says, I'm going to sin. See, Jesus was answering all their, 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 their questions. He, they walked with him for three and a half years. They had never received the Holy Spirit till the day of Pentecost. Jesus was their Holy Spirit. Jesus was their teacher. Jesus told them what to do, but it's going to come a time I'm going to meet the Lord. But I'm going to send another comforter. My Lord Jesus, I don't know if you're hearing this this morning. <laughs> I will give you another helper or comforter, and that he may abide with you, what? Forever. Forever. <laughs> the world doesn't have that. The sinner doesn't have that. Society doesn't have that. But you do. He's forever. You are, and I can't go into all of it, but the Bible says you are the temple of God. You are the place where God dwells. I feel the Holy Ghost, man. Come on, somebody. You are, listen, men build those big cathedrals. You see them on television. They show them on this. They're big, magnificent cathedrals, man. It takes, I don't know how many years. They, they stand for hundreds of thousands of years. They're still standing. But dead. <laughs> it's show. It, 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 it looks so beautiful. It looks so holy. But it's nothing but stone and brick and mortar. But you are different. You are the temple of God. Come on, somebody. I don't know if you hear me. You are the place where God dwells. You hear me? You can go read that in 1 Corinthians. I'm not going to have a chance to read it, but you can go read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. You are the temple of God. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 6, verse 16, 2 Corinthians. You are the temple of the living God. It says it again. God dwells in you. Come on, somebody. I said, God dwells in you. You are the temple of God. I was thinking a story one day when Paul and Silas, if you ever read the book of Acts, you're going to see what I'm talking about. They put him in prison, Lord. <laughs> Listen, they're sitting in any of them Hollywood prisons you see today, motels you see you put prisoners in today. They got ping pong machines in the, in the prison now. You got television. You got, you, got a, you got luxury food. You can eat all, less than three square meals. But back then, it wasn't like that. They, they changed you in stocks and put you against a wall where it was dark and the roaches and rats and, and, you, and, you, and, and everything coming out of your body was right, right there. It was horrible. <laughs> but yet, one night, old Paul and Silas, been put in prison after they cast a demon out of a, a witch doctor or a, a fortune teller, a lady. And they started singing, Victory, I don't know what it's, <laughs> Jesus, my Savior forever. He bought me and he bought me with his read. And look, man, something starts happening, man. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Man, the Spirit of God started moving, praise God. That, that prison started shaking, praise God. And all of a sudden, prisoners are hearing, what are they singing about? But they found out soon enough what they were singing. The prison door just busted open, man, the whole prison. You know what? The Spirit of God fell upon Paul and Silas. I said that years ago, man. Listen, when Samson had that jawbone, see, 
God was in that jawbone, but he didn't, want to, he didn't stay there. Come on. Moses' rod. God was in that rod, but that God's spirit didn't stay there. Lion's den, you remember? Sam, uh, Dave, Daniel? He was in the lion's den, but he didn't stay there. But when Paul and Silas started singing, <laughs> come on, Jesus, in the, that cell that day, God filled them with the Holy Ghost. And God dwelt where he meant to stay, in the heart of me and you, and in those that believe. My Lord, I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Ghost, praise God. I need the presence of God living in my life. I need God moving in a power like I've never saw in my life. We're getting, getting ready to get some hard times in America. You better have the Holy Ghost. You better know how to pray. You better know how to seek God because you ain't going to make it. Come on. You don't have to be a fabulous prayer using eloquent words. You know what the, the best word I've learned from Brother Mike Pachuki years ago? You know how you pray? Help! <laughs> Lord, help me. Help me, Lord God. Help me, Lord God. Fill me, Lord God. Touch me, Lord God. My God, come into my heart and touch me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Give me the power to walk with you. I'm going to call Brother Lane and he'll give me the power. Hell no, I need it myself. Somebody says, well, you, to get to heaven, you got to shake the pastor's hand. I said, you just assume shake a donkey's tail, hallelujah. That's about as much as you're going to get with me. <laughs> Come on. Help, Lord. You're going through something? Help. <laughs> you're going through trials? Help. <laughs> you're facing despair? Help. Man, I, I like that word, hallelujah. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I love the word help. Because you know what it tells me? I can't do it by myself, right? A, a help is a, the word help is a sign of surrender. When you holler for help, there's nothing else you can do, right? Help. You can close your Bibles. I'm going to just quote you some stuff, okay? <laughs> chapter 4 verse 31 and Acts says and the place was shaken this is the second time see the disciples got filled in Acts chapter 2 and they got filled again in Acts chapter 4 the same disciples well I got filled with the Holy Ghost 40 years ago you need to get filled again <laughs> I got filled with the Holy Ghost I had one experience then you need another experience you need to get filled again praise God because they had to get filled again. Filled again. Probably numerous times. They realized that they were getting drained. They needed the power of the Holy Ghost. They had to get filled again and again and again and again and again. When you feel like your strength is gone, fill me. When you feel like you ain't got no power in you, help. <laughs> help me, Lord. Fill me. Somebody said, I should have stayed home. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. In John 16, 3, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is a guide. Right? It's there to guide you in your walk with the Lord. It's there to show you the ways of God. It's there to give you the power to overcome. 
That's what it is. It's there to empower you to go all the way to the end. Come on. You're going to make it to heaven. You're going to make it on the back of the Holy Spirit. Come on, Jesus. Listen to me. Praise God. You're going to make it have victory in your life. It's going to be on the back of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. You cannot get to heaven without the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. Now, I don't believe you have to be uh, Holy Spirit filled to get to heaven. You just got to be born again, right? But to, to have victory, to walk with God, they had to have this power in chapter 1, verse 8. They couldn't do anything until they got the power of God. Amen? Stand up a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Paul made it very clear when he went to chapter 19, verse 1 of Acts. He found some disciples, about 20 of them, I think it was, 10 or 20. But anyway, he went to preach to them. And they, he asked them a question. He said, what <laughs> about the Holy Ghost, he said. He said, were you ever filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, stand on. Let me just read it to you real quick. I'm take about a minute because I don't want to misquote it. If I ask you today, unless you don't have to answer me, seriously, this is not about, this is not about, it's between you and the Lord, okay? If I ask you today, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, what would you say? You know? And then Paul met some disciples. He said this in chapter 19. So then Paul took, uh, took Jesus. Wait, no, I think I'm in I'm, I'm way in jail. Let me go back. I lost my spot. I'll get it. Just hold on a minute. I was in jail. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus, or Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said, these are believers. They, they, they had heard about Jesus. They believed Jesus. Did you receive the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now he's asking them, listen, that's good. You believe in Jesus, but did, are, are you, are you spirit-filled? And they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. But what bothered me when I read this and I said, wait a minute. They claim to have received this message from John the Baptist. They must have not been listening too good, right? Because John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water. But there's one more mighty than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy of to unlatch. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit in fire. So they, they went to John's baptism. I mean, it was baptized by him, but they forgot the rest of the message. Don't you feel the church today is in the same condition? Oh, we know about Jesus. We know about going to heaven. But... Were you baptized in the Holy Ghost that you believed? And he said, we never, rather, we, ne we never heard whether there'd be a Holy Ghost. So they said John the Baptist is baptism. That's why they got baptized. And Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying that the people should believe on him who would come after him, on Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Now watch. Maybe people are not getting baptized in the Holy Spirit because they're not hearing it, right, in the church. I'm going to ask you, bow your head a minute, and I'll just listen. Ask yourself, 
Am I filled with the Holy Spirit? They don't have to answer me. If not, if you feel that you're missing this, it could happen today. You, go, you keep seeking until he fills you, right? Because a lot of times it takes some time. I've had people tell me they got filled with the Holy Spirit at their house, speaking in tongues. Nobody had to tell them how to, how to do it. It just came in. Not one of them. People would say, well, you, are you spirit-filled? I said, I told Sister Matt, you remember when I said, go, go seek the Lord for it. And I'm going to tell you the same thing. If you really want the Holy Spirit, and you know you need it, let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this morning. Lord, I pray right now for everyone here, including myself. My God, we need the Holy Spirit in, 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 in the church, in our lives. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill us with the Holy Ghost this morning, Lord God. And Lord, fill us from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. But we need your presence, Lord God, in our lives. We need the Holy Ghost in our lives. As it was in the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Empower us, Lord God. Fill us with your spirit, Lord God. Come in and give us the power to live for you, Lord God. And Lord, we thank you that you're going to do this. Well, you might say, but Lynn, I don't feel it yet, but keep seeking him. Keep seeking him. Seek If you really want this gift, seek him. You know, a preacher can lay his hands on you, but it still not mean you're going to get it. You get where I'm coming from? It's going to be where your heart's at. If I ask everyone, you plan on going to heaven? I'm going to tell you, between, between now, no glasses. Between now and heaven, there's a devil you got to deal with. And he's going to do everything he can to distract you. You need the Holy Spirit to be able to fight him, right? You need the Holy Spirit to be able to lead you, give you the strength to walk with him. 